Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I am your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The Philosophical Equations of Economics. And uh, if you'd like to make uh, contact with the show, uh, leave a comment on the space below or uh, give us a shout out an email at, uh, at uh, chrisangle1 at icloud.com. Or uh, be sure to hit that like button if you like our program and uh, subscribe. Along with me is uh, our, my colleague and co-host Rick Samuelson. Rick graduated from Yale and has a, an MBA from uh, Wharton and one from Tufts, and he's an independent venture capitalist. Good to see you, Rick. And you. And the purpose of the Philosophical Angle Program is to examine the nature of concepts and ideas in current media. And this week, uh, since the Democrats have uh, here uh, come into uh, possession of all three, in control of all three branches, or uh, the two houses of Congress plus the uh, presidency, we're going to predict what they uh, pro will propose and pass in the next two years. I think it's a pretty interesting uh, time for them. So, uh, but it is said when you uh, ride a horse and it gets its bit in the teeth, um, then anything can happen. Well, with that in mind, let's discuss the uh, policies of the uh, Biden, Pelosi, Harris administration. Uh, and what we think that they're going to do in the next uh, two to four years. Um, and my first suggestion is that uh, it's already happening, um, and, and that is that the National Guard troops will be left in uh, in Washington, uh, but it will be uh, it won't be the present amount of twenty five thousand, but it'll be diminished, but it will not vanish over the next two to four years. They will always be a sizable contingent in Washington, D.C., all, all throughout the uh, the Biden administration. So essentially four more years. It's kind of ridiculous, I think. Uh, and actually it's kind of humorous. Secondly, uh, they'll go after uh, the guns protected by the Second Amendment. And this is uh, already happening because uh, the New York uh, Attorney General's office has been in court against the NRA, which is uh, which was registered in the New York City, uh, as I believe, and uh, and they have uh, filed for bankruptcy and, and have moved to Texas or or are in the process of doing that. Uh, so uh, why would they do this? Uh, this is a uh, a right noted in the Bill of Rights in the Constitution, and one would think this is viable uh, unless unless changed by another amendment to the Constitution negating it. But obviously that's not going to happen yet. Uh, they but they uh, still express their contempt and will try to defeat it uh, and try and take the, the guns away from the, the populace and and it uh, and it kind of reminds me of that old adage that uh, governments throughout history like unarmed peasants. Okay, the third uh, thing I think they're going to institute will be that they will open the southern border. Uh, however, they'll not open the northern border, 
nor will they open the borders at international airports that receive international travelers from the world. They will only open the southern border. Now that the uh, election is over, uh, the uh, the Democrats, uh, the, the the Democratic le leftists, uh, states uh, will gradually and slowly allow business to resume over the next year over this uh, COVID-19 problem. Uh, but they will take their time because they know that the federal government will uh, bequeath to them printed money. And uh, my fifth prediction is that the Biden, Pelosi, Harris regime will set up the mechanisms to continue their election winning streak by making sure that the mechanism by which they won the last election will be in place to, so that they can do it again. And the next time it will be expanded to include the elections in the House of Representatives and the Senate elections as well. Uh, this regime will continue along these lines until two-thirds majority in both the House of Representatives and the Senate is attained, at which such time they'll be able to freely change the Constitution in a series of amendments that will allow them to implement their priorities, which will include perpetual control of the U.S. government and you and me. Six, they will pass budgets that will acquire the expansion of the money supply so that they can implement all their proposals and financial wishes over the next four years. Seven, one of these uh, expensive wishes will be national health care. This will be a European-style health care system that will be operated by the government and they will simultaneously outlaw private medical insurance. Number eight, they will raise taxes on the wealthy. They will raise corporate taxation from 21% to 40%. Number nine, and uh, they will promote the censorship of free speech by the conservative Republicans. Of course, this is already in place. Um, President, there is, a, there is an attack on, uh, on free speech of the conservatives already uh, by the large media corporations and social network corporations. But the Democratic Party will not only allow this to continue, they will abet it by cooperating with these large corporations to censor further the conservative viewpoint. And they will be able to do this by by finding laws that will that they, they can use to this end um, by perhaps they might call the Republicans terrorists or, and, and bring up some other terrorist law or something. Um, and, it, and it reminds me of the old expression that I that I read in a, a book by Sir Walter Scott, who was Bride of uh, Lammermoor, uh, which said that, um, show me the man and I'll show you the law. Okay, Rick, uh, did I forget anything of uh, possible policies that uh, perhaps you could, uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, first of all, I, 
can't disagree that um, the agenda you put forth is is spot on. That's that's, that's where they're going. Um, it, uh, promoting abortion is one other measure I might add. And when I say promoting, I mean you know putting abortion clinics in high schools, colleges, making abortion um, you know as simple as go to the dentist and obviously free everywhere uh, and promoting it abroad as well. So that's, that's another leg to that uh, many legged stool. Um, I think repressing uh, Christianity and other religions, uh, well, except for the Muslim religions and a few other uh, minor religions, at least in, in the context of the U S population, um, will be a, a central priority. They view Christianity as a, a, an obstacle to achieving their other goals, social goals. I think the uh, diminishment of parental responsibility will uh, continue apace. The, the, the ongoing uh, absorption by the state uh, in terms of rearing children and taking responsibility for children and taking and making children responsible for their own decisions, uh, whether it's abortion or other health related matters or, um, all manner of, of, of what we traditionally considered private issues, family issues will be gradually stripped from parents, uh, on an ongoing basis. Um, I mean, look to California, and I think uh, you see a model for where they want to take the federal government. Um, uh, the, the environmental legislation will become draconian um, as much as possible. Um, the Green New Deal may not happen immediately, but it will be... Um, implemented in stages wherever they can gain traction, uh, killing the Keystone pipeline and uh, thousands of jobs. I mean, the, this, these are just uh, incidental casualties uh, and they don't, it, what's, what's interesting is they pay no attention whatsoever to the importance of business and the importance of jobs. It is absolutely irrelevant to their plan. So uh, the agenda comes first. If jobs are lost as a result of the agenda, it's it's a price they're willing to pay. And I think the the gamble they're taking is that now that at least in principle, uh, all spending. Has, been, has become unmoored from any sense of uh, debt ratios or uh, national risk or uh, responsible fiscal policy. But simply, um, they believe they can buy loyalty by you know, gradually increasing uh, subsidies to the unemployed, to, to, to families, to various ethnic groups, um, 
to their supporters to make up for the fact that job growth in this scenario of high taxes, high regulation, uh, suffocating government interference uh, will at best be mediocre. And in many areas, because of the ongoing problem with COVID and the move toward remote work, uh, there are certain jobs that w will never come back, uh, that, that just aren't needed, just as there's commercial real estate space that will never come back because it's not going to be needed. Um, so you know, the, the, there, there's so many consequences to this. Uh, and for you know anyone who values self-reliance, uh, the private economy, um, and freedom, it's uh, it's obviously depressing and, and worrying. And um, how one resists it, I think, comes down very much to whether or not the Senate will retain the filibuster rule. Uh, apparently, uh, Biden has initially come out against changing the filibuster. Um, or removing it. And as long as the filibuster remains in place, uh, the really extreme um, legislative ideas that the Democrats are kicking around, like making D.C. a state, Puerto Rico a state, packing the Supreme Court, uh, you know, passing... Um, amnesty for millions and millions of illegals, um, you know, raising taxes to uh, levels we haven't seen since the 60s. You know, these kinds of things will have a, a great difficulty passing. Now, if, you know, Biden, we know, is is a, a politician of the moment. He's, he's, he's you know, in that figure, you have the whole history of the Democratic Party for the last 50 years um, and how it's, you know, gradually moved uh, from being relatively centrist to uh, extremely progressive. And he's a reflection of all that. And he's exactly the kind of politician who's uh, against something until he's for it. So he's an easily molded um figure uh, with no clear principles and the chances that he will surrender to the left are pretty significant. Um, so he may initially appear to oppose the filibuster and then uh, claim claiming that he can't get anything done, uh, support it. Uh, that may, may be a few months down the road. I think one of the things the Democrats will wrestle with is the the order with which they try to implement these various policies. I mean, they've they've already come out of I mean, the with the executive orders. They've always already come out of the starting blocks um, pretty aggressively. Uh, but these, mind your executive orders, um, they could be challenged in court. They will be. Uh, how many of Trump's executive orders 
fail because of court challenges. And Biden may face the same, will surely face the same challenge. So I guess at the margin, I have little confidence in Biden not to ultimately support removing the filibuster and thereby opening the floodgates of all the priorities you just listed and more. But I'm not sure that we'll see that happen in the first 100 days. He may watch to see how things play out, how much resistance he gets, and how the right reorganizes itself. And it is already, right? The Tea Party is reemerging and will do so in force before he decides to take a measure which is that drastic. Because even he knows that once he removes the filibuster, there is no way for him to oppose even the most radical legislative changes that Pelosi puts forward. And would it be a runaway train? Probably yes. Because they just won't, you know, they're insatiable. You know, once they get certain measures through, whether it's, you know, amnesty for all, huge income tax increases, they'll just want more. You know, I wouldn't put it past them to pass Yang's guaranteed income proposal, right? So they buy loyalty for, you know, the entire electorate. I agree. And I think, though, that the attack on the filibuster rule will happen immediately because they know that they have to get this through immediately in order to start on their agenda. So what are your thoughts there? Well, he's initially said he's against changing it. So he probably has to wait at least a week to change his mind. But I, you know, I, it's hard to judge the political calculus on this. I think he's, he's not, he's not seemingly cautious, but he's also an old Senate hand. He was in the Senate for his whole life. Right. So he knows the way the Senate works, obviously, and he may, he may try to, even if it's just for cosmetic reasons, make the way this plays out more digestible for his Senate colleagues. There may be enough loyalty there that he doesn't run roughshod over them immediately. That's all I would submit. But, you know, given what he's done with these executive orders, it ain't possible. I think he'll do it immediately, but we'll see how it plays out. And 
Rick, thanks for your input, and we'll see everybody next week on the Philosophical Angle Show. All right. Thanks very much. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment. 